My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mimi podcast. Today, I have Sydney Lotuaco. How are you doing today? I'm good. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. We were just talking before I started recording. How do I pronounce your last name? Every time I have a guest on the podcast, I ask them before and I'm like, okay, I just don't want to mess it up. <laughs> once once I was, I don't know, talking to someone or doing an interview and they were like, this is my, my Bouchard. And I'm like, my, my <laughs> At so least get sad. the first name right. Like that is one thing that we should get. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we just finished recording a podcast episode for Sydney's podcast. And that's going to be live probably around the same time as this one. So you guys need to go check it out. We spoke about so many goodies. Sydney and I have something in common. We are both on reality TV in our lifetimes. I would love to, you know, obviously talk about health, wellness, mm-hmm. intuitive, like your kind of whole philosophies on personal development, all that jazz. Cause I know you're into it, but I would also love to talk about your experience doing TV. Cause I did talk about mine quite a lot on your episode, um, yeah. on your podcast. So I'd love to kind of dive in with, first of all, you know, a bit of your upbringing, like who you are, elevator pitch, and then your experience doing the bachelor. Yes, absolutely. So my name is Sydney Latwako. I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm currently in Ohio. I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I moved here at the beginning of the pandemic in with my fiance because we met on Instagram um, right at the start of the pandemic. So it was very interesting, weird, meet cute, but we talked on FaceTime for three months before we met in person. And then I met him in person. And then by that was like June. And then by August, I moved in with him because it was a weird year for everyone. And I was just going with the flow. And now we're engaged and so I live. So that's that. Uh, Besides that, I'm a podcaster, a dancer, and I went on The Bachelor. I was on season 23, which was Colton season and then Bachelor season six, Bachelor in Paradise season six. So yes, that was also an interesting experience. Um, but that's a little bit about me. <laughs> amazing. So what was I want to get into the whole relationship thing because that's amazing. What a mm-hmm. great, what a great story. What was your experience? Like what got you into getting in, onto reality, especially The Bachelor? I know so many girls, especially in the US and Canada, even like are mm-hmm. always trying to get on this show. Like, how did you get on and what was your experience like? Yeah. So I was living in New York city at the time. I am a dancer. So I was dancing in the city. Um, I went to the open casting that they had in New York. Cause back in the day, they still did open castings um, pre COVID and there was an open casting in New York city. And my friend knew about it. Cause I was dancing on the Knicks basketball. I was a dancer for the Knicks at the time. So one of my teammates knew about the open call and she wasn't going to go. Cause she just got in a relationship but my friend and I went at the time we went as kind of like a joke. We were like, let's that we go to auditions all the time. We've gone to castings before. We'll just see what this is like. Like who knows? So we went and it was insane. I mean, 
everyone that's ever been in love with the show was there basically that lived in the city or close to the city. So it was like a line around the block of women so excited about it. And we were just like, what did we get ourselves in, ourselves into? So we went to that casting, didn't think anything was going to happen. But from there, I did my like TV interview or the interview that they give you, you go on camera, they record you, they ask you some questions about your dating history and that's pretty much it. And then they send you on your way. But before we left, they were like sliding a folder underneath our jackets to like take home with us. They're like, okay, we're going to move you to the next round, but we don't want all the other girls here to see it. So just like take this and leave. And we're like, okay. So that was the initial casting. Um, And then from there, it's just like a lot of paperwork, a lot of questions about your dating experience. And then they end up picking from like 60 women that they fly in person to LA to like do that whole casting experience. So it's definitely a process to get on the show. Little did I know, but I mean, I think just so many people apply mm-hmm. to be on that show. Um, so that it was a wild, just even audition experience. The actual show was even more wild. I wasn't really dating a lot uh, before going on the show. So this was like me forcing myself into look at that part of my life. Yeah. Um, I just, I would date in New York city. I just didn't have a lot of success and wasn't meeting such great men. So I was a little frustrated. So I was like, why not? I'll take myself out of my normal experience. I'll see what this is. Like I had hopes that I could fall for the bachelor. Um, didn't exactly happen like that for me, but, um, yeah. I, so I went into it like very open and very much like open and excited for this experience and kind of like an ex- a full on experiment for myself to see if like I can get out of my comfort zone and date on TV and do all the things that I don't normally do in life. So it was definitely a whirlwind. Um, unfortunately, my bachelor and I, like, we got along and he was super nice and friendly, but we didn't really connect um, so much. So I ended up leaving the show around, I made it to like final 10. And by the end of my time there, I was like, I don't think he likes me at all. <laughs> like, I'm not really getting romantic feelings from him. And like, I'm trying, but he's, we're not really having deep conversations like in the slightest. So if I'm going to get this guy to meet my family, which would have been like the next steps on that process, I'm like, I'm going to have to know more and he's going to have to know more me, more of me in order to do that. So I asked him and he was basically like, very surface level. And so I was like, well, I got to go because <laughs> there's no reason for me to be here. If this was real life, I wouldn't stay around for someone that was like not giving me anything. So I left. Um, So that was Bachelor. And then Bachelor in Paradise, I went into it again with like very high hopes and like very hopeful that I was going to meet someone. At the time, I had not dated anyone before. I'd never had a boyfriend before. So how old were you? I was 27 when I went on the show. Okay. And I never had a boyfriend before. So I think people would hear that and be like, well, she's not ready for mm-hmm. a serious relationship. She can't be in a serious relationship because she doesn't have, hasn't had dating experiences. Um, to me, I didn't feel like that. I just felt like I didn't have dating experiences because I just knew myself really well and knew that I was very sensitive and I couldn't go into a lot of relationships to because I heartbreak would break me. So I kept to myself for a lot and just got really clear in the time that I was single and like what I was really, really looking for and like what was it and what was not it. So that's how it worked for me. I know everyone's different with dating. Um, so when I went on paradise, I was really hopeful. Uh, I had dated some guys, quote unquote, dating on the show. Basically you're just like hanging out and you're giving a guy a rose that week is kind of what dating is for 
paradise. Um, so I dated a couple people, but ended up being sent home by the last guy that I was quote unquote dating. Um, so it didn't work out, but what's funny about the show and my experience with it is that's actually how I kind of met my fiance in a really weird way because he did watch the show and because he watched the show, he took a liking to me from watching it and would start just randomly DMing me, never creepy. It was just like really funny and really random. So it wasn't until like after the show had been aired and all of that. And I was like, kind of out of that scene where I was like looking at my DMS while during the pandemic. And I was like, who is this person that I've talked to quite often and like, looked who I was talking to. And we built this crazy relationship from there. So in a weird way, I did meet my partner from the bachelor, which is essentially what I wanted, but not in the way that you would normally. So yeah. That's so funny. It's like, they always say the universe brings you what you desire in unexpected ways. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. So are are you like allowed talking about if the show is like fake or not? Mm, I, yeah. yeah. So as far as the filming goes, um, see, it, it's not scripted because I know we talked about yeah. Made in Chelsea and how you said like you stand on an X here and you like are told certain things and how to go in a situation. I would say like you like that you always do interviews like after the fact. So like you're sitting in a room with your, a producer and you're talking about certain things. So I think what the show does mostly is editing, like more than anything, it's editing. Like, yes, there are influences and yes, like certain situations are, don't happen as naturally, naturally as they would in real life, just because like everyone is chose certain people are chosen for a date. So certain people are going to be there. Certain things are happening on the date. So certain things are going to happen. So it's like in that way it's crafted, but mostly I think the work comes from editing. And Mm -hmm. I think the show is very good at editing things together and making things sound certain ways and taking little clips from here and there. They're just like so good at editing. I think that's where a lot of the storyline comes from the show. Um, When you're there, like I, I very much trusted my producer. I didn't really have like a negative necessarily like experience or an edit. I just feel like with me, I wasn't on the show very much just because I wasn't a naturally dramatic person or didn't have like a huge relationship with the bachelor or anything like that. So my like situation there wasn't too wild. Um, but you, but you'll also be, you're in a group of 30 women. So cameras are going to do certain things to certain people. So when people see a camera, they're either going to like shy away and like not share themselves so much, or they're going to like turn it on and be their like most outgoing selves. Or they're not necessarily going to put a character on, but like they're going to show certain sides of themselves or they just know how to work a situation for them to get more airtime, if you will. So it's, there's a, there's 30 of us. So there's a lot of different characters in the house which makes for very good TV because we're all going after the same person. So I think that's where you see like what seems very, like uh, very crafted, but so it's a combination of all those things, which creates the show that it is. But I think now watching it, I think that it seems even more like influenced because it seems like every season is kind of like a rinse and repeat as far as like, there's always the one dramatic villain and there's always this that happens. So I think right now they're just kind of following the same formula in a way. Um, But yeah, it's not so much like a scripted show, but there are influences obviously with it being a reality television show. Cool. Okay. Let's switch gears and talk about, you know, obviously your dancer. Let's talk about health and fitness and, and how you kind of evolved your relationship in that space 
with yourself? I'd love to know more Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. So I started dancing very early at three. Um, So it's always been a part of my life. I've always been active. I didn't get into fitness though, until like college, like even though I spent most of my life in a dance studio, Mm -hmm. I didn't ever work out. I didn't know how to use anything in the gym. I never did like a push up. I never did anything like that until like I got to college and I was like, I don't know how to do any, I don't know what to do at a gym. I don't know what to do with this stuff. So it wasn't until then where I wanted to like work out more for me and feel like really good and strong because you put so much effort into your body and creating for your craft and like trying to be this form. So it goes both ways where it's like, you want to feel really good. But also I think, especially in like the college realm, when you're out on your own for the first time, that's where I had maybe some like negative views of my body because I, one, was in an environment with a lot of uh, women and dancers who felt that same way. So like the culture was like looking at yourself in the air and figuring out what you don't like. And like, you're in a leotard and pink tights every day in college. So you're just constantly staring at yourself in the mirror, which is really tough when you're going through like these shifts and you're trying to become an adult and you're, all you're doing is just staring at yourself and like picking at yourself in the mirror. So I definitely dealt with some like negative views of my body. I mean, kind of throughout most of my dance career, Um, so that's kind of hard to deal with because you are mentally thinking like my body equals a job, my body equals success, my body equals all these things, which is you're kind of taught whether that's conscious or not, um, from a younger age, especially when the time I was growing up dancing. Um, so I had to rework that for myself and I, um, I started dancing for the next, a couple years after I graduated and, I think that helped me a lot because we had an athletic trainer and she taught us how to like use our body and be healthy and have like good energy. And she's wonderful. And I also got into fitness. I started teaching fitness right out of college. I taught um, for a bar fitness studio. It was like a boutique fitness studio in the city. So I was around more of like feeling strong in your body and feeling good and kind of reworking how I thought about fitness for myself. So it took some time. Um, And I always can fall back into those mental habits. But I think once I realize, like, it doesn't feel good to just be nitpicking myself all day long and it doesn't feel good to to be priving myself. I love food. I love like enjoying things. And it just doesn't feel good to have so much of my mental space put on pressures on my body. So I think once I just got older and realized, like, I can't do this anymore. And what brings me joy is not like, feeling like my skinniest self. It's like, what brings me joy is just like feeling, uh, fulfilled and healthy and good and strong. So it took just some kind of shifting how I felt about that. So it kind of, that I think brought me into more of a health conscious space and just like eating and working out for feeling my best. So there was a shift that happened at some point for sure, but it definitely came from like un learning a lot of things that I was maybe subconsciously taught with mm-hmm. dance in that life. You know, it's so yeah. funny. I've been through something similar over the past few years and it's like being super skinny, like doesn't bring happiness. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it really doesn't like, I just, I love feeling like healthy and womanly and energized mm-hmm. and eating what I want, but also not being so obsessed with food that you like obsess when you're eating something quote yeah. naughty like I really just love where I am now where I don't think about food really like at all mm-hmm. or my body I just feel happy so that's yeah. something 
I'm glad, you know, we both went through, you know, it's really special to have that relationship with food. Absolutely. And I think it's weird now that I've stopped like trying to control so much as I did in the past where it's like my body has settled and has Mm -hmm. gotten to like such a, it's just like where I wanted always wanted to be, but I was like trying to force it where now I'm just like, I'm happier. I work out for like health and I don't think about it so much. My body has gotten to a place where it's like naturally great, which is Mm -hmm. so messed up (laughs) because at the time before I didn't think like that. And I tried to force so so many things and I just felt so like out of my body where now I'm like in it and I feel healthier. I feel like I look the best I've looked. It's, It's weird how that has shifted for me, but I I know everyone is different, but that's just kind of what my journey was with it. I really think it's a thoughts, beliefs, energy thing. Like I really do because when you're unhappy with your body and you're putting so much pressure on it and you're ridiculing it and you're picking it apart, like it's going to hold on to that negativity. Where like, where do you think it's going? It's just, you're holding on to it. And mm-hmm. emotional release can also bring like a lightness to you. So, yeah, yeah. So true. Very, very cool. So what are you doing now? Like what's kind of like your day-to-day now? What are you focusing on? What's next? Yeah. So right now I still actually, I still teach fitness. I still dance. I'm actually, I think going back on tour dancing. Um, I was dancing before the pandemic pandemic on a uh, bachelor live on stage. So I think I am going back and doing that, which will be interesting because I, I danced for so long. I gave it up for a long period of time, kind of was like forced to early retire. It felt like, and that was very difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around on the pandemic. So I went through a time of like really figuring out like, who am I without dance? Who am I without this thing that I've done for my whole life? And just having to like, get really clear on just my worth as an individual without all the other things, if that makes sense. So I think this like past couple of years, I've just really been focusing on like what fills me up and like what makes me happy and what makes me fulfilled. So I started a podcast, my podcast um, at the beginning of the pandemic and I had some kind of ups and downs with it, but it just brings me such joy. And I love talking to people like you and just like getting to have these really deep conversations and sharing aspects of life because I just think we all go through things in life and we don't always get to see it or get to see the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I love that there's this like space in this open forum that you can have on a podcast. You can't really have a lot of places where you just get to know so much about people. And um a lot of the times where I've had like maybe been going through things in life, I always turn to podcasts. So this was like always something that I always wanted to do. So now that I'm doing that, it's been like a lot of my focus. Um, so I think it's just being like doing things right now for me are that are going to fill me up and then doing things that are less like I have to do this to make money or I have to do this to have this be my career, just doing things that really bring me joy and, and going in those directions. I also still mm-hmm. teach and do all those things too, but, um, yeah, I just, right now, I think my focus is like, what can I do with my days and my energy and mm-hmm. my talents to fill myself up and hopefully like help other people at the same time. That's amazing. Let's talk about relationships before, like that's mm-hmm. like the last section of this podcast. I want to talk about relationships. I want to talk about how you knew that your fiance was the one and like he, was he your, is he your first boyfriend? Yeah. You said he was your first boyfriend, yeah. like same as Ben. Mm-hmm. 
like, how was that kind of getting into a relationship during a really weird time in the world and moving in really quickly? Like what kind of experience did you have with that? Yeah. So I think with relationships in the past and when I was dating a lot, it always felt like to me, it was like always hard and it always like, there was always so much like turmoil around it and like drama around it, or like just things didn't go the way I thought they would, or I would like someone and it would blow up in my face or things like that, or I'd go on the TV show about dating and it just wasn't what I thought. So I just felt like so much resistance in dating for so long. And we, I met my fiance on, like I said, on Instagram and in a very interesting time in the world. Like, you know how people say like, when you least expect it, that's when it will happen. But that's like literally what happened. I, that's mm-hmm. so annoying. But like, I, I just think I always tried to force things or I was very much at a point where I was like, I'm never going to meet him or I'm just not going to focus on it so much anymore. And I'll figure it out later. Cause at the beginning of the pandemic, the last thing I thought was going to happen was I was going to meet someone like no way. So when we, we started talking, like even when we were like building this relationship and we're texting all the time and FaceTiming all the time in the back of my head for at least like the first few weeks, I was like, I'm not even going to try and get invested in this because if I fantasize this and like turn it into something, it's not and get, I don't want to be upset at the end of this. And like, I was being really realistic with myself because I was like, he lives in another state. I'm in Virginia. I technically have an apartment in LA right now. Like, what am I doing? Why am I talking to this person? Like, I really like him, but there's all these reasons why I shouldn't be doing this. But I just kind of went with the flow and just followed my heart in a way and just was having fun. And I think what's different about him is it's like, there was no resistance, even though there was all these factors why we couldn't work. Like we were both equally putting in the effort and there was no questions with him of like, oh, is he going to text me back? Is he going to call me? Oh my gosh. Like, does he like me? Like he told me all of the things that like from the beginning, he just was very clear with like, yeah, these are my feelings about you. He would always call, he would always text. So like there was never questions. And I think that ease was like such a different factor for me than I've ever experienced before. So it was just like so easy and it just fell into place. And because it was easy and because we were both on that same page with it, um, we've, we created something really, really amazing and it, it helped it to move really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's why I like was when people looking at it from the outside were like, you just moved in with him after how many months? And you just met him in person looking at it from like that lens. I could totally see that. But like from me and the experience with it, it was just, it made sense and it was easy. And I, at the time was just going, going with the flow where there was all this other resistance in life. Like I was just going to lean into what was working and it was that relationship. So. Okay. So what would you leave with the listeners, your top relationship advice. It could be like your top three tips or first things that come to mind, best ways to nurture a relationship. Okay. So I would say first, it should be easy. It should not, there should be no like, oh my God, does he like me? Oh my God. Is he going to ghost me? Like there should be no questions like that. Like it should just be easy when when Mm -hmm. it's right. Um, Second tip, when you're in a relationship, communication is huge. And I think a lot at the beginning of dating, because it was my first relationship, I was always so scared of like doing it all right. And like knowing the right things to say and like knowing how to be in a relationship, everyone can be in a relationship. Even if you don't have the experience, like it's totally okay. Just trust yourself and like lean into your feelings and your emotions. You can do it. Um, And the third would be 
just uh, getting very clear on what your non-negotiables are. So like, yes, I always would make lists of like my ideal guy, but instead of like, he needs to be six foot three and he needs to have these things, like what is really like true to what I need in a, a life partner So what are like five things that I need to know that I have for me? It was like a sense of humor, Mm -hmm. the way he is with his family, someone who's like dedicated and hardworking, things like that versus like, I need him to have this job or this, this hair color. I mean, yes, some things like you want to be attracted to them, but like getting clear on what you're really, really looking for. So that when it comes into your life, you're like, oh, that's it. There's like no questions Mm -hmm. to ask. Yeah. Those are great tips. Where can everyone find you? Listen to your podcast, check you out on Instagram. Yes. So I'm on Instagram, kind of TikTok, Sydney Lotuaco, L-O-T-U-A-C-O. And then my podcast is called Something to Share. We have episodes every Wednesday with people like Mimi, um, really inspiring people, reality TV people, all the things. So come find me there. Thank you so much for coming on. This is so fun. Thank you so much.